Oh, looks like we got 30 followers. Woo! <clears throat> 30 subscribers so far. I think I've been doing the podcast for like two weeks. So thank you so much to the 30 people that are actually listening. And I'm probably thinking, God, uh, this is a... Uh, oh, wait, the duration time is like literally... <clears throat> you guys listen to about a minute of my podcast. So uh, right about now, you'd be... Right about now, you're tuning out. But I appreciate that you continue to tune in. As always, uh, Spazzing Out brought to you by Take Junk, which is my junk removal company. Uh, it's here in Boston, Massachusetts. So if you're outside of the area, um, it's not going to do you much help to call. Um, for all your junk removal needs, call 844-TAKE-JUNK or go to takejunk.com. All right, a couple things in the news that I would like to talk about. The first thing is pets. Let's talk about pets and people's obsession with pets. Now, let me be straight up and clear. <clears throat> I'm not a pet person. Now, I like dogs. I like cats or whatever type of pet you would like to have. But if you do not have the time to take care of a pet and you have one, then you're a douchebag. You shouldn't have a dog if you can't be home to walk it three times a day or <clears throat> excuse me, or if you can't afford to have someone walk it. What I mean by this is most of us are up early. We work eight-hour, nine-hour, ten-hour days, and we take our kids to whatever they have to go to so we're not around. So the dog gets rushed out the door at like 5.30 in the morning, <clears throat> goes to the bathroom, and then it sits in the house the rest of the day until you get home about 6 or 7 o'clock. And then you expect the dog not to piss and poop all over the house. And then when it does, you get pissed off, you yell at it, and you scream at it. When in fact, it's your fault. The poor dog suffered all day, tried its best not to go into the, not to go in the house, but it didn't have any choice because it had to go. You know how you feel when you have to pee? Same thing with the dog. So I'm not against having pets. I'm against people who don't have time for pets having pets. Honestly, there should be a, a test. You should have to fill something out. Explain your schedule before you're allowed to take a pet. Having said that, <clears throat> people are crazy about their pets. A new study found that 77% of pet owners, they talk to their pets. 14% eat their meals at the same time as their cat or dog. So these people sit down, plop the cat food, plop the dog food, and they sit down with, I, I have two dogs, they're not mine. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're uh, Kaylee's. Kaylee, my wife, we have Betty and Scout. Now, for me, I, I, don't, I don't like having pets. I don't think we should have pets. So anytime I do something for these dogs, I remind everybody in the house that I'm taking the dogs for a walk. This is a favor. Can't, nothing against the dogs. Nice dogs. Just not for me. And I certainly do not tie my meal around when the dogs eat. If anything, I'll eat right in front of them and be like, yeah, mmm. Mm, these chicken nugs are delicious. You can't have any. So people actually plan their days. <laughs> Some lonely ass people. 60, no, 46% watch TV with them and 2% read their pet a book. Now, I don't know if that's because, you know, most people can't read or, <laughs> or what, but I'm certainly not reading to the dogs. I'm not watching TV to the dogs. It's, it's insane. There's a couple other things. Um, 67% of us hug our pets. Well, this is a gross one. 43% kiss them. That's one of my biggest peeves. 
I can't stand after I've got home, I've worked a long, hot day, no one's walked the dogs, and then the dogs come running, and they want to lick you, and they want to kiss you, and I'm like, bud, I just spent my whole entire day loading trucks for take junk, and I got to come home, and now I got to walk your ass. It's definitely the one thing I want to do. 100%. You know what? That's what, that's that, it, you know what? For the pet lovers, it's exactly what I say to myself. I say, yeah, <clears throat> I want to wake up a half hour earlier so I can walk the dog. And then I want to come home in the middle of my work day <clears throat> so I can walk the dog. And then when I get home from a long day of work, I want to walk the dog. It's exactly what I want to do. Man, 20% of us take our pets on vacation. Uh, 6, 6% of us take them shopping. Well, I cannot understand pet people that, you know, they have dog pox. You know what the other thing about it is? Is um, <clears throat> these people, they let their dogs poop everywhere. Literally, cigarette dog owners and cigarette smokers are the laziest people on the planet. Dog owners let their dogs crap all over the front of my house. And people who smoke cigarettes, flicking their butts all in the front of my house. What's worse is a dog walker. Or a dog person that smokes. So they come in front of your house, dog drops a deuce, and then they flick their cigarette butt right in the yard. It's absolutely disgusting. But, you know, people love their pets. They do all sorts of things uh, with their dogs. I I have kids. I don't even want to do things with my kids. So I'm not going to be doing things with, with pets. How much money do you truly need to be happy. How much money in every state, in all 50 states, do you need to make to be happy? A study found that in almost all 50 states, you need to make $90,000 a year to be truly happy and stress-free. 90 Gs you have to make. I don't know about you. I'm not making $90,000. I know most of us probably ain't making $90,000. Now, if you work hard, you can make that kind of stuff. And I don't even think that if you made $90,000, you'd be truly happy. Mississippi is the cheapest by about $1,000. You need to make $89,000. But Hawaii is the most expensive. You need to make over $200,000 to be happy in Hawaii. Now, they always say money can't buy happiness. Well, let me tell you something straight up. Money buys happiness. Plain and simple. You got cash. You're going to be happy. You don't have any cash. You're going to be miserable. You got no money. You're going to be fighting over the electric bill, the gas bill, the cable bill, the car payment. Who's paying for gas? Who's buying groceries? You're going to be pissed. No one's going to be happy. You're going to be penny pinching. You're going to be sending your chick to the dollar store. Your kids are going to be asking for something. You're going to say, get out of my face. Trust me. I know. I got no money. I have none. I sit there. I penny pinch everything. My kids ask for something. My son's like, dad, let me get a pizza. How much is it? It's like 15 bucks. You know how long and how hard dad has to work to make $15? I want you to think about that. That's at least an hour's worth of work. And you know what I got to do just to get that hour's worth of work? I own my own business. So I actually have to find the work just to make that money. Money, 100%, can buy happiness. And let me tell you something. You think without money, all you, uh, the snowflakes out there, or that, that want to save the world, or you want to save the trees, and the climate change is coming. Well, you can't do any of that shit without money. So you better stop making some serious dollars, because ninety grand isn't going to cut it. You're really going to get by on ninety. Your wife's going to have to work. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to borrow money from your father. You're going to, if you even have a dad, my dad's dead and gone. And if I had asked my father for money, he'd laugh. 
So get another job. And then you have to go to your wife. You're going to get on your hands and knees. You're going to grovel. Please, please, please go ask your dad for some money. And then, you know, her father reluctantly will give you some cash, but it'll make you feel like you're the biggest loser in the planet. He'll, he'll squeeze a hundo out of his pocket and slide it over to you and just look at you with such disdain. He'd rather wipe his ass with the $100 bill than give it to you. So for those who think that money doesn't make you happy, you, you've never had money. Because I've had money at some points in my life. I've done well a few times. I've been on the high. I've been to a Super Bowl. I've been to Disneyland. I've been to plenty of places. They were fantastic. I've, I've, I've hung out with billionaires. Now, not my money, but I've been on a jet plane. I've been to Ireland. I've been to plenty of spots. Super fun. Super good times. No one having any stress. And when they have stress, they just throw money at it. And it goes away. So now... You need to make $90,000 just to be even, just to be chill so your kid can have Netflix and have an Xbox and you can have the internet and, you know, your wife can go to the store and buy, you know, I don't know, a triple fat goose or whatever those stupid jackets off at 1200 bucks. But the most of us are scraping to get by and people, you know, like we're supposed to be, um, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory all sit in one bedroom like, Hey, Grandpa Joe, I would saved enough money to get us a golden ticket. Fuck that shit. I want loot. I want money. Because then when people come up to you, you'd be like, here you go, here you go, here you go. And then when that father-in-law comes up to you that gave you that greasy-ass $100 bill, you hit him with money, big smile across your face, grinning. Now, once you have the money, I'm sure there are a ton of problems that come with having a lot of money, I'm sure there are. But you know what? You get so much money, you just throw more money at it. It's like Jeff Borzo, the guy, or whatever his last name is, the Amazon owner. Guy gave like $50 billion up and his wife left him, but he's still happy because he still had another $50 billion sitting in the bank. Me? Shit. I, the other day, Kaylee spent six, uh, $60 at Marshall's. I, a, a mushroom cloud went over fucking Revere. I went absolutely insane. So I don't make $90,000 a year. Uh, at some point in my life, I did. I made more than 90. When I was working in radio, I was making over 90,000. And when I had some good years with my companies, I made over 90,000 and things were good. Now that I'm not making that kind of money, you better trust, trust me when I tell you. When you don't have money, you're not happy. And I'd like, I'd love for you to tell me otherwise. What? Subscribe to my podcast. Email me. You could get me at Twitter at spaz at WAAF. My Instagram is at spaz WAAF. I'm on TikTok at Anthony Paz. I'm on YouTube. Get me on my Facebook. Tell me, please explain to me how money doesn't make you happy. My brother Jesse is probably one of the most miserable people on the planet, burdened by student debt. Now, I don't think the government should pay it off. He's the dipshit that took it on. Burdened by it, crushed. He makes like 60 grand a year. He's a single dude and he's buried. He's got more chains than Jacob Molly. I think that's the guy's name. Anyways, I'd love to hear about it. But the, here's the deal. In the United States of America, you now need to make a combined $90,000 a year to be happy and stress-free in every state across the good uh, United States of America. The great news is you can make that kind of money. You got to work your ass off. Don't expect the government to give it to you. So, Happiness can be bought $90,000 a year. Time for my favorite segment, Snowflakes in the Forecast. 
What's snowflakes in the forecast? Simple. Millennials are snowflakes. And therefore, I tried to make a funny uh, name for it. Snowflakes in the forecast. It's news stories that are related in some way to the lazy ass millennials or even younger generation of kids that we call snowflakes that are a bunch of babies that can't take criticism that get their that 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 can't stand up to a bully they got to tell somebody about it that uh, can't work hard that sit on their ass all day that can't even change a frigging light bulb snowflakes here's today's snowflakes in the in the forecast story apparently McDonald's has given out their employee of the year award and it's going to a 89-year-old man. And the guy started working at McDonald's about a year ago. And he's already the hardest working person at McDonald's. And you know what that means? Because 90%, I used to work at McDonald's when I was 16 years old. 90% of the people working at McDonald's are high school kids. Now, your managers or your general manager, their lifers, that's their job. And they actually get paid pretty well, so it's not a bad job. But... The teens are getting outworked by an 89-year-old man. When I worked at McDonald's in Woober Mass, Four Corners, Woober Mass, I worked there for about three months, and I was immediately upgraded to, um, I, what was it, crew manager or, um, I don't know what the hell it was, but I got the upgrade pretty fast because I worked my ass off because I'm a hard worker because I don't sit back. When, when people look and say, oh, the, tra- the trash needs to be taken out, boom, I already took it out. The floor needs to be mopped. Yeah, I got that already. And that's what this guy's doing. Apparently, this dude wakes up at 3 in the morning every day, gets ready for a shift that starts at 7, works from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m., and he does it six days a week. Six days a week, this guy is working six fucking days a week. We can't even get these snowflakes off their ass. Guy claims that he wants to work to be a 100. He's like the Tom Brady of McDonald's. He wants to play football and work at McDonald's forever. Apparently, he just doesn't want to waste away. He can't sit on his butt all day long, unlike the snowflakes and millennials that we have. And he wants to get out and he wants to make money. You imagine that? I can't even get my 12-year-old son to get his ass out of his gamer chair, which I'm actually sitting in right now recording this um, on my phone, thanks to Anchor. But that is just absolutely insane to me that a man that is 89 years old should be retired, should be doing whatever. I mean, this is what he wants to do. Working is what that generation wanted. And he's working his butt off and becomes employee of the year for McDonald's. How many people work for the McDonald's food chain throughout the United States? And you got this one guy that's outperforming all the millennials. And and that's like, one thing that absolutely is crazy to me is older guys, they're all worried about, you know, they, they're not going to be able to get a job. <laughs> Let me tell you something. 40 plus year old guys, you shouldn't have a problem getting a job. We'll outwork any of these teenagers, any of these 20 year olds, these kids that think that if they pick up a book, they have knowledge. These kids that think that if they watch a YouTube video, they know how to do something. Action is the only thing that gets stuff done. These kids want to think about it. They want to play a virtual reality about it. They want to play football on 
you know, they don't want to play football. They want to play football on the TV. As a matter of fact, they want to watch other kids playing football on a video game instead of playing football. These kids are more apt to watch a video of a dude working than actually do the work. So congratulations to this man, employee of the year, 89 years old, still out there. This this country still has a chance. There's still guys like that. I'm sure he doesn't have much time left, but hopefully he can be an example to the people working at McDonald's, to a younger kid, to just work your ass off. And if you work hard, you'll get everything you deserve. You'll make that $90,000 to be happy. You probably won't make it at McDonald's unless you move up the food chain. But hard work works. Congratulations to this guy. Let's get the snowflakes motivated. Let's get them off their butts. My Corona. Coronavirus update. A new survey just came up, came out, or a new stir- a survey was done. Should people be in quarantine for the coronavirus have to wear ankle monitors to make sure they don't leave the house? 40% of Americans say yes. What do you think about that? 40% of us believe that if someone is being quarantined for the coronavirus, it should be mandated that they cannot leave the house. And they should have to wear an ankle bracelet. And if they do leave the house, they get forced to go back in. It's kind of like Monster Zinc, where, where, you know, the guys come, they got the suits on, and the guys got the sock on the back. They're like, warning, warning, Mr. Jones has left his house. Everybody scatters. Beep, 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 beep. You don't even, we don't even want to put uh, ankle bracelets on pedophiles. And we're going to put ankle bracelets, you know what? <laughs> now that I think of it, I. Maybe it's a, it is a good idea because I don't want to get sick. I can't, you know, there's people, they like cough on their hands, they cough in your face, and then they shake your hand. I think we should stick to fist bumps. Even better, I hate talking to people. I'm going to pretend that I have the coronavirus. That's a fantastic thing. I can't stand talking to people in the morning. I just, you know what? I just don't like to talk to people in general. In general, unless you're a customer and you're a paying customer, I love you. Come my way. Otherwise, people want to talk to me and they've got nothing. I have nothing in common with anybody. I want to hear from nobody. I I don't. Yep. No, I don't care how your day was. Yes, I don't care how the Patriots did, even though I do. Yep. Great video games. No, uh, you missed her at the grocery store. I I don't give a fuck. I I swear to God, I have a T-shirt on me that says, come over and talk to me for a half hour and ruin my day. So now... I'm actually going to start telling people I have the coronavirus and they'll run in the other direction. It's a fantastic move. Yes, I, I have the virus. Please stand clear. Don't come within uh, five. Don't come near me. I have the virus. On a real note, I, I think this kind of goes down a weird slippery slope. Uh, making people wear ankle bracelets when they're quarantined, but... For the safety of our children, for the safety of our cities, for the safety of people, it's probably a good idea if you have been tested positive for the coronavirus that your ass should get an ankle bracelet and you can't leave the house until it goes away. That's the, the people who go to work and they're sick are assholes. People that send their kids to school when they're sick are a-holes. They get everybody else sick. Now, I'm a hypocrite because when my kids are sick, 
<laughs> Ain't nobody get time for that. I send them right to school. I'm like, nah, they're fine. Get them out of here. That's why I, listen, teachers, you, I love you. You paid babysitters. Watch my kid. I pay my taxes. I'm sending my kid in there. If he's got a fever, 102. My daughter's got a fever, 101. It's called Tylenol, Motrin, Ibuprofen. Give him a little bit. The temperature go down. Please don't call me while I'm at work. If you ever called my father while he was at work and said, hey, I have Anthony here and he's sick, my father would hang up, click. He'd say, huh, that's great. I'm not his mother. And he'd hang up the phone. So what do you guys think? Should people, 40% of us believe people should have some kind of a GPS on them so that we know where they are when they have the coronavirus. What are your thoughts? Should we do that? I think it's a fantastic idea. I would love to know if, you know, we could get a a coronavirus app going. I would love to know where these people are so I could steer clear of them and, you know, get them the hell away from me. My wife is one of these uh, crazy coronavirus hoarders or doomsday people. She's buying gallons and bottles of water, Gatorade, Campbell's soup, all sorts of uh, non-perishable foods. She's getting ready. She believes it's coming. There's like 400 fucking people in this country that have it and everybody's freaking out over it. There's 500 million of us, 500 million. And less than 1% have this virus and people are going bonkers. But I love it because that's all everybody in the news is talking about. They're not even talking about my man Trump. So I think it's fantastic. CNN's covering nothing but coronavirus. My man Donald Trump's sitting back, putting money in his bank account. Well, his campaign bank account to get ready to dust uh, Joe, sleepy Joe Biden because Bernie Sanders isn't going to get the nomination. Anyways, that's a different topic. Let me know your thoughts. Hit me up. Email me. I'm on uh, Twitter, at SpazWAF. Instagram, at SpazWAF. My TikTok, at Anthony Paz. You can get me on Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast. What do you think? 40% of us think that we should be wearing GPSs if we've been quarantined or if we're suspected of having the coronavirus or if we even have it. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a good step into protecting ourselves. Please, fist bumps. Stay the fuck away from people. Be healthy.